0: Adam Crowley Show. Oh, no, 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 no. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. Lacey the wife is missing. Didn't
1: ask for her permission. I'm wearing her clothes. Her silk walking around in women's underwear.
0: Twas the night before Christmas and all through the town, Bob Nutting was scheming to keep his payroll down. His trades were all hung on the wire with care in hopes that his roster would soon be bare. The pirates were nestled all snug in their beds while talk of trade rumors danced in their heads. Bob sat at his desk, creating his cap, wondering which player he would start to rap. When, straight from his phone, there arose such a clatter, he picked it up quickly to see what was the matter. He asked who it was, and stood up in a flash. It was the Yankees' front office with millions in cash. With a little old voice so lively and quick, nothing asked quickly who they'd like to pick. More rapid than fastballs the ideas all came, he laughed and he giggled as he called them name by name. Now Tyon, now Kutch, now Marte and Cool. or on, on Rodriguez, on Mercer, on Nova and Cole. He started to list while taking this call. Sell away, sell away, sell away all. Uh! You found the Crowley Show. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. This just in. Garrett Cole, still a Pittsburgh Pirate, at least for now. The Yankees unwilling to part with Glabar Torres, who is their number one prospect, and in some people's minds, the number one prospect in all of baseball. I like that the Pirates haven't made this deal yet, though. You know my stance on nutting. Let's avoid that just for a moment or two. The poem, I think, got its point across. If the Pirates are going to trade Cole, they absolutely need to get the best back in return. Frazier's good. Torres is better. If the Pirates don't get Torres, there's no reason to trade Garrett Cole to the New York Yankees. You've got the entire offseason. And the Yankees, on the flip side, need to realize that, sure, they could go out and sign Yu Darvish. There are other great pitchers on the market, but... If they want a cost-controlled option, cheap as all get-out, all you'd have to do is give up prospects to get Garrett Cole. Now, they are the Yankees. Maybe they'd rather just spend the money instead of giving up the prospects. But if I am Neil Huntington, if I am the Pittsburgh Pirates, I hold off on trading Garrett Cole until I get the best possible return. And I think that's where we are right now. 412-922-2874. 412 It doesn't make it any less sad that this is being discussed, though. As somebody who used to be a Pirates fan, that's me. I now root for the Cleveland Indians. It's a Pirates mutiny, baby. Arr! It's a bummer to see Garrett Cole go if, in fact, he does go. Because with him came so much promise. You gotta believe me. Watching the Pirates growing up as a guy who was born when the losing streak started... Eh, there was never any hope until Garrett Cole came in. Until Garrett Cole was drafted. Now, McCutcheon, obviously you can point to, but the best Pirates pitchers that I saw growing up were Todd Ritchie and Kip Wells and Josh Fogg and Oliver Perez for a year and Jimmy Anderson and Chris Benson. These were all guys who frontlined the Pirates rotation and they all stunk compared to other number one starters around Major League Baseball. Garrett Cole had the promise. Garrett Cole was the number one overall pick. Garrett Cole could throw the ball 100 miles an hour. And that means something. And it finally felt like the Pirates were going to have that frontline guy. And I don't know if Cole's lived up to expectations, but when he's been healthy, he's been very good. When he's been healthy, he's been a Cy Young contender a couple of years back when he lost to Jake Garrietta in the wild card game. He was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. He just happened to lose to the guy who was the best pitcher in all of baseball. It stinks. It sucks to see him leave. I understand why the Pirates are doing it. They don't think that they are close enough now with their budget that they can contend without doing this. So they're going to do it, and if they trade Garrett Cole, then we're going to see a lot of others go as well. And according to at least a couple of rumors, Josh Harrison could be included in this deal. If Harrison's included, you better get Glaybar Torres. If you don't get him, screw that trade. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. How about last night, baby? Penguins beat the Blue Jackets, and the Jackets bring out, I think, the worst and the best in the Pittsburgh Penguins. Sidney Crosby got cross-checked in the Dome. Evgeny Malkin tried to fight a guy. Chris Letang hugged a guy. If that was my wife, well, she would have become pregnant on the site. But it got the Penguins engaged. And it brings up something that I've talked about on this show. They play well against the Metropolitan Division. Uh, the Penguins right now sit two from the bottom in the Metro, but it's not because they haven't played well in the Metro. They're 7-2 and two against teams in this division, and that means that they're playing best when they need to play best. By the way, we are at the Carson City Saloon. we got the Bud Light Happy Hour coming up tonight from 6 o'clock until 7. Tom here on site has placed a bet on Wyoming. They're playing Central Michigan in what very well might be the worst uniform game in the history of college football. Uh, I mean, it it looks like the Steelers' uniforms made love with the Browns' uniforms, at least for Wyoming, and then Central Michigan is not much better. They look a little bit like what the Redskins got going, but with a little brown poopiness as well. Anyhow, because Tom is so stringent, upon his rooting interest in this game and pulling so hard for Wyoming, trying to wing big cash, I will be pulling very hard for Central Michigan. I don't know why he's bet on Wyoming anyhow. Wyoming's 7-5. and five. Central Michigan's 9-4. and four. That's 8-4. and four. Can't see. Either way, they're a game better. And that guy everyone loves, Josh Allen, quarterback, going to be a first-round pick. Got a completion percentage this year, 56%. 13 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. That guy's not good. He's going to be one of those mistakes, right? He's going to be like Jamarcus Russell was. Now, Jamarcus Russell was, I think, more of a physical freak than Allen is, but it's the same kind of thing. Uh, Jamarcus Russell did not have a good collegiate career. He had one good game, and all of a sudden, oh, we love this guy. This Josh Allen guy, he's got all the measurables, but I believe in dudes who go to big-time schools. I believe in dudes with pedigree. Josh Allen went to Wyoming, so he wasn't highly recruited. You go to Wyoming, you're just a guy. And when you've got a completion percentage of 56% going up against bad teams, well, I'm not exactly enamored with you. And he almost threw an interception because he sucks. I'll be consistently berating Tom throughout the length of this football game. 412-922-2874. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. If it's not clear already from listening to the beginning of the show, I've mailed it in. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. Transparency, the number one virtue of the Crowley Show. I've got three hours until I am off on my ho- uh, halli- uh, who? holiday break. I almost said Halloween. <laughs> I'm hammered. That's the problem. Oh, I'm hammered. I'm stoned. It's a big issue. Oh, almost said the punt block, time. How do you like that? Except there is no holiday break. Because the friggin' Steelers play on Christmas for the second day, second year in a row. Tom, would you quit distracting me here? Hey, pointing at the TV. I don't care about the TV. I care about when Central scores, okay? And when they do, I'll pinch your nipple and get you all excited. You'll know, you'll hear from me whenever it all goes down, okay? Yeah, you'll hear from me. How about the Steelers playing on Christmas for the second year in a row? I mean, kiss my ass. This guy, by the way, this Shane Morris, senior, Central Michigan, He had a quarterback rating that's not on the screen, but his completion percentage is 55.5%. That's just one-half a percent lower than your boy, Josh Allen. I'm going to continuously mess with Tom throughout the duration of the program. The Penguins did win last night. As I mentioned, the best gets brought out of them when they play teams in the Metropolitan Division, and in fact, the best gets brought out of them when they play Columbus They dominated that game last night. The final score is not a great indicator of that. They did not score a goal five on five, but they did pepper them with chances five on five. They'll be okay. This team wanted to play, and when they wanted to play, they came out to a good start. They finished strong. They played well completely. Oh, boy, up the sideline. Central Michigan, what are you going to do, Tom? Uh, 40 bucks to waste here on this bet, huh? It's, oh you know God. what? It's over already. Oh it's over already. What do you say to that, Tom? It's over. It's done. Move on. Forget about it. Don't even watch. You know what? Don't even watch. Yeah, They're not going to win. When Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Latang are engaged, and they were last night, this hockey team's as good as anybody. Now, they still have issues. They don't have great scoring depth. They're not great down the middle aside from their top two centers. But when they have their top players play at the top of the game, who can stop them? Who wants to play them in a seven-game series? Columbus wants no part of it. This is a good time for the Penguins to have played Columbus. They're going to go into the Christmas break here, going to get a couple of days off. And you don't want to go into the break with bad taste in your mouth. You want to go in with a little bit of momentum. You don't like Columbus. If Evgeny Malkin said last night that they hate each other. These teams hate each other. It's a great rivalry that's begun in the last handful of years. It got the Penguins going. It fired them up. And that's something that they desperately needed. This team has not looked like the Penguins of old. They just haven't. And they're finally, I think, turning the page when they're playing more Metropolitan Division foes. I don't think it's an accident that they've played well against the teams that they dislike the most. I think it shows that the Penguins are still the Penguins. 7-2 and two against those teams. The nine games they've played... That's quality. That shows me that they're ready to rock. That shows me that it's in there. And if it's in there, then at some point you feel like they're going to be able to tap into it consistently. What say you? 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. It is a weird show, as you know, if you are fans of the program. So today we're going to be discussing Christmas movies. My favorite Christmas movie of all time is Jingle All the Way. Incredibly underrated. But we're going to be discussing Christmas movies with my Jewish friend, Zach. He'll be here for a friend Friday. See, he leaves the bias out. He doesn't get sucked into all the Christmas feelings. Oh, my God, it's a wonderful life, so good. Oh, it really gives you the spirit of Christmas. I don't give a damn about the spirit of Christmas, okay? That's not what we're rating here. We're not rating how it equates to Christmas. We're rating movies that incorporate Christmas in the quality of said movie. Jiggle all the way. Great movie. Elf, great movie. The Santa Claus, great movie. How has no one mentioned the Santa Claus? I tweeted it out earlier today. Favorite Christmas movie. No one's giving me the Santa Claus. Quality film. Tim Allen. Tim the Tool Man Allen. You can't forget about that one. What else you got? What else you got for me, Tom? Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation's okay.
2: Okay, it's a lot better than okay. Dude,
0: I think it's overrated. I saw it for the first time the other day. Chevy Chase was unbelievable. Correct. Unbelievable. That's an awesome movie. You know what, Brian? I thought it was good. It's an awesome movie, Adam. You're wrong. It's it, one
2: of the best ever.
0: It's not even... If you go National Lampoon, it's not even in the top five. Really? Yes. Name your top five National Come Lampoon. on, movies. man. Top five ahead, National Lampoon. Lampoon movies. I'm going, of course, with...
2: Can't even name one.
0: Look, What's there's a, National the Lampoon. There's a National... One? There's uh, Animal House. Animal House. What I'm thinking of. That's number one. Okay. I'd go... All the American Pies are National Lampoon, yes? Uh, no, but there's Van Wilder. Oh, no. I thought I thought American Pie was National Lampoon. No, I don't think so. Oh, boy. Well, they're in my top five anyhow. They're in my own personal record book, as Stu Gotts would say, my top five of National Lampoon movies, all three of them. Look, Christmas Vacation is awesome, man. It's, it's a really good is. movie. Is it better than The Santa Claus? No, yes. no, Santa Claus is funny. Santa Claus is better. Is it better than Jingle
2: All the Way? That's just like one of those movies. Maybe a better movie, but I enjoy watching Jingle all the way better, if that makes sense. Is it better than Elf? Uh, it's, it's on par with Elf. Like, I could go either way with him.
0: I laughed far more during Elf than I did Christmas Vacation. Now, I did laugh during Christmas Vacation, and Cousin Eddie's hysterical. But, and, and of course, Chevy Chase was unbelievable. But it wasn't a movie that had me hurting. It, it, like, my sides weren't hurting the entire time. And I think because I was 27 when I saw it the first time, because it was three days ago, I think that I thought that it was going to be better than it was. I feel, like, I feel like you are a woman, right? And you've been told that this man's an amazing lover. I don't know why I had to make this about a man and a woman. I could have done it as a man saying a woman's an amazing lover. Regardless, you hear that a man's an amazing lover... And then it happens, and maybe he's really good, but you're expecting, like, Zeus in the bedroom. That's an issue. Okay? That's what happened here. 412 2874 Let's go to everybody's favorite, Wilson, next up on The Crowley Show. First up, in hello. fact... Hello! Hello, Wilson. How are you? I'm doing great. Merry Christmas. Happy
1: Hanukkah. What's on your mind? I don't know what... Spoken, but the greatest Christmas movie is A Christmas Story. It's not better. It's not better than A Christmas Story. Stop we'll it. When I come on, I need you to sing my theme song. Say what? T I T T W I T T. That's.
0: Hey Wilson, can I ask you a question? Because I'm I've been looking at my calendar these last couple of days, and it's bowl season. I'm just trying to find Pitt here on the bowl schedule. I can't. Where are they playing this year? I can't find the game on the schedule. I don't need a bowl. I got a Hall of Famers. <laughs> oh, for the bowl. love of God! For the I love of God!
1: Got a bowl. I got the Campbell Super Bowl. Everybody has it. I can claim a whole that we can go to. Don't you stole with me?
0: Hey Wilson, has any oh, has any sorry. team in college football history had more Hall of Famers and no. lived up to that less than Pitt? I feel like Pitt perennially underachieves with the so-called Hall of Famers that they continue to put in the NFL. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you see
1: a seventy-six game damn Marino right, them guys? Oh my goodness. Moreno didn't win a championship. He's the best quarterback in college history. He never won a championship. It doesn't matter. It's it does matter. matter. Is he a
0: Hall of Famer? Will Greer's going to be better? Uh, Will Greer's going to win it all next year? Who? Will, let me w- Wilson! Wilson, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this: Why yeah. the why? Oh, besides Christmas Story, because that's that's cliche BS, man. Besides yeah. Christmas Story, what's the best Christmas movie? Because I'm I'm a little I'm a little tired of the Christmas Story, man.
1: Well, that's the reason they play replays, but I'll give you that dumb one called Elf with that she, with that silly guy. He's okay. He's Let's be Christmas real. Oh He's number two. He's number two, Elf.
0: It's all about Zoe I mean. Deschanel, though, right? Who? Zoe Deschanel. Okay. Uh, okay. She, Wilson, Wilson, I need you to say this for me, okay? Can you just listen, please? Yes. I'm I not going to say anything about You're, you're going to say right? it. You're going to say it. No, it's not. I need you to tell me. I need you to say, Zoe Deschanel is hot. Zoe, Deschanel, whatever her
1: name is, she's hot.
0: Goodbye, Wilson. Goodbye. Your calls next. 412-922-2874. Tweets as well. Favorite Christmas movie, because we've mailed it in. It's The Crowley Show.
1: This is The Adam Crowley Show. Oh, I like him. <laughs> He's a handsome guy. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and
0: 106.3 FM. Twas the night before Christmas, then all through the town... Bob Nutting was scheming to keep his payroll down. His trades were all hung on the wire with care, in hopes that his roster would soon be bare. The pirates were nestled all snug in their beds, while talk of trade rumors danced in their heads. Bob sat at his desk, creating his cap, wondering which player he would start to rap. When straight from his phone there arose such a clatter, he picked it up quickly to see what was the matter. He asked who it was, and stood up in a flash, It was the Yankees' front office with millions in cash. With a little old voice so lively and quick, nutting asked quickly who they'd like to pick. More rapid than fastballs, the ideas all came. He laughed and he giggled as he called them by name. Now Tyon, now Kutch, now Marte and Cool. On Rodriguez, on Mercer, on Nova and Cole. He started to list while taking this call. Sell away, sell away, sell away all. I'll let you know if anything breaks on Garrett Cole. I'm so sick of Bob freaking nutting. I hate that guy. He's a piece of bleep. We're going to get him on the show. A lot of stuff we got to do here on the Crowley Show. We're still trying to raise money to get Stu Gatz on the program. Half the proceeds are going to Children's Hospital. So check that out, at underscore Adam Crowley on Twitter. I'll retweet it again. Uh, we met our goal yesterday of 150. If today we get up to 250, that would mean that we're getting a $125 to Children's Hospital, which, that's a copay for a child, okay? That's a copay. Every little bit helps. You know what? That's the line, right? That's the line you're supposed to say every yeah, little bit helps? Yeah,
2: that's the line.
0: And here's the, here's the caveat. If Stu's like, bleep you guys, then we'll just donate the whole thing to Children's Hospital. Or I'll hold a pizza party and we all get hammered. The Crowley Show pizza party where we all get drunk. In fact, I'm sorry, children. That's where the money's going. I joke. I kid. 412-922-2874 is the number. Let's go to Chris now on Favorite Christmas Movie. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, man? I love the show. Raw
1: material. Thanks, buddy. Damn I right. I have two things I want to say. One about the movies and another subject. The movies, you got to put on a family note, Home Alone. On oh. an adult note, Bad Santa. There's, there's no way.
0: Bro, Bad Santa is not just one of the funniest movies. Christmas movies I've ever seen. It's one of the funnier movies I've seen. That's a really good one. And actually, Bob Labriola from Steelers.com, he tweeted the same thing, that Bad Santa's got to be on the list. As for Home Alone, Brian, I want to bring you in on this. Yeah. I mean, my God, what a negligent family. That the family's horrible. Man. They're <laughs> awful. Because, look, Chris, here's the thing, man. Like, I love Home Alone 1, but I think Home Alone 2, Lost in New York's the better version because... Yeah. You see Macaulay Culkin, he goes from a guy who, or a kid, pardon me, who's, like, doing these childhood pranks to stop the burglars, right, to uh-huh. and Home Alone too. I mean, he's he's killing these people, like, paint cans coming from the ceiling. They're stepping on nails. Like, he could have killed one of them son bitches. So,
1: uh, can, but, can I say one more thing? I've been, you I've can. been uh, working all week. I really couldn't have, have a chance to call in after all the turmoil. You know, it seems like we don't have an answer for this Gronkowski it's time. Let's just pick, let's just pick, uh, juju on him. Let's just have juju follow him all around the field the whole game. I know it sounds crazy, but come on, what are we going to do?
0: I think that Macaulay Culkin's got to throw a paint can at his head. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's the best I think that's the best move. I, I think that's the only possible course of action. Honestly, they did double him, even though a lot of people are saying that they did not. Uh, They doubled him. It didn't work out. He's too good. He's one of the best players I've ever seen at a position that people aren't supposed to look that way. So, while I understand people's frustration, in the next game, eh, we're going to see a lot of the same, I would think, unless maybe Joe Hayden comes in and the trickle-down allows Artie Burns to be able to cover him or Cameron Sutton gets a chance. Uh, Artie's a little bit longer. Uh, Same with Joe Hayden. Uh, We'll see what the Steelers' game plan is, because Keith Butler just said yesterday that, look, you play the Patriots again, you play him for a second time, your game plan's going to have to be different than the first time. Now, hopefully that doesn't mean the Steelers are going to play zone and play 15 yards off the ball, but I'd expect something different against Gronk. Is it going to work? Who knows? 4129222874. 4129222874. Wyoming has taken a 14 nothing lead on Central Michigan, so Tom's bet is looking very good right now, and I cannot make fun of him, although he just totally bounced. He's probably dropping the kids off at the pool, taking the Browns to the Super Bowl, seeing a man about a horse. Brian, seriously though, the McAllisters, terrible family, and uh, they're lucky Kevin didn't die. Oh, they're absolutely lucky. And here's the thing.
2: they should. The sequel should involve them being in court and jail eventually. Yes! I mean, that is some of the... Uh, can you imagine? Like, you forget the kid. Plus, not to mention the mental harm that it does to that kid, that he's the one that keeps getting forgotten. Every, you know, as these movies go along, every holiday they forget about this kid. I really honestly think they are trying to kill him, like, like subconsciously. You know, his least favorite kid, clearly.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting for Home Alone 5, where Macaulay Culkin's character, Kevin, just shoots up a mall. And, you know, I I don't say that because it's funny. I say that because neglect is real. And this poor child, he's living with some stuff, okay? He, He gets left behind once, then he gets left in freaking New York City. His family doesn't think, oh, maybe we'll take a flight back. It's all, oh, can we call them? Can we send the police over? I mean, if my parents for a week didn't have me at home, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. If they, if, dude, if I was alone for a week whenever I was that old, they would have, my mom would have been back in two minutes. Like, I'm sorry. Who, who, who's Macaulay's Culkin's mom in that? What's her name? I, I, her, I, I lost don't know it. her name. Okay. She, like, the end is so sweet. oh. <sighs> Right? But, and they hug and they cry. Oh, Kevin, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay, Mom. No, bleep that. It ain't cool. It ain't cool at all. Are you serious? And then the second time, where he's at Rockefeller Center, are you serious? Give me a break. I love Home Alone. And, in fact, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But there's a nostalgia factor there. The older I've gotten, the more I realize there's serious neglect going on. Yeah, two points here. The first one I being
2: being cell phones actually just destroy the plot of that movie. They do like, once cell phones. It doesn't are hold better, up. That that it can't exist. That movie cannot not be told. Another point is the neighborhood itself. Now, this is a very nice neighborhood they live in. They got a big house. You know, they're sending the whole family in New York dropping coin on Christmas. Very wealthy family, clearly, and not one neighbor heard anything going on there. Right? Not well, one called the cops. Not saw lights in the house when they knew they were away. Like, all these things could have been avoided.
0: Well, just Shovely Joe. Shovely Joe is the only guy who figured it out, right? Yeah, but Shovely Joe's
2: like, you know, Shovely Joe. I mean, you got other people in that neighborhood uh, who should have been calling the cops and doing
0: all that. Yeah, somebody needed to be the hero other than the guy who wields a shovel as his main occupation, apparently. I mean, what does this guy do, dig graves for a living? Uh, He's always got a damn shovel. And he's the one who finds out uh, I don't think that holds up. I don't know if Christmas vacation holds up so well either.
2: Christmas vacation holds up. Now I'm going to have to stop you there. It absolutely holds up. Like you've got the over decorating, you're completely annoyed with too much family in the in the house at one time. Like look, we love our families, we get along and everything, but when they when everybody gets together it just gets a little too crowded, gets a little paced and, and funny things happen. I can relate to so much. In Christmas Vacation. As can I,
0: but I will say this. I think that if I was going to be annoyed by somebody, anybody, in Christmas Vacation, I think the person I would most have been annoyed by is Chevy Chase. Really? Yes. I mean, I thought he was fabulous. I I thought his character was unbelievable, and I thought that he did a really good job. And he was hysterical. But if I were... Going to that house for Christmas, I'd have been like, "Dude, you take this way too seriously, man!" Like, shut up. He would have annoyed me.
2: Oh, come on! He was just, Clark was just trying to make a special holiday for his family.
0: Eddie and I would have gotten along. Oh, Eddie's good people. Eddie and I would have been. We would have been good, man. We're cheapskates. We drink. We have fun. We scheme. Eddie's the man.
2: I'll tell you to this day, and it's a tradition of mine, and it may not be of other people's, but this is my tradition. Every Christmas, when I wake up and morning deuce happens. I, I, finish and I say, M- Merry Christmas, bleepers full. I don't care if anyone's around. I don't care if anybody can hear me. I say it anyway. It's my thing, man. I don't believe you. I do. I honestly do. Nah, I'm calling BS. Do not.
0: That's nah, a fraud. That's bleeper's a lie. Full, man. Bleeper's it's full. a lie.
2: No, I don't, I'm not buying it. I really do. I, I'll call you on Christmas morning. <laughs> top top three During, I would like the you morning, to do this. I would like you to do I this. I will, and I'll record this just so everybody can hear it. I'll record my call to you. And and I will call you will be the guy who receives the Merry Christmas, Bleepers Pool. Top three Christmas movies ever. Top three? Okay, Christmas Vacation. Die Hard and Bad Santa.
0: Okay, Bad Santa, really, really good. And just a good movie overall. So's Die Hard. We discuss next, and I'll give you my top three Matt Williamson. Should we have Matt not dissect football and only dissect Christmas movies? I think he should do
2: the X's and O's on the Xmas movies. Bam!
0: It's a Crowley show. He's a legend in Pittsburgh sports. The Godfather, Stan Saverin. The
2: man who doesn't spend time with this family because that will be a real man. Saverin on Sports, weekdays noon to two on ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and now
0: on 106.3 FM. Joe, you had a dream last night, didn't you? A weird one? I think you did? Yeah, that was pretty strange. What happened? So I dreamt that my neighbor's cat came over and like, popped up a hairball all over our kitchen floor. He was like the size of another cat, but I I picked that up and threw it away, and then I ended up having sex with uh, Anne Hathaway. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Live at the Carson City Saloon, it is the Crowley Show. Come on by, grab some Bud Light. Bud Light Happy Hour starts at 6 o'clock. I've got a read to do for that, but I will do it at 6, because I'm a procrastinator who I am. 412 2874 the number. That's 412 2874 Matt Williamson going to join us momentarily here. Man, I am a big Christmas movie dude. And one that I watched today might be right up there, but I don't think that it typically gets mentioned that it's right up there. And that is... Love Actually. Love Actually is a great movie. Love Actually is a fabulous film. Uh, Love Actually makes you cry. It makes you laugh. It's got a stacked cast. If you don't like Love Actually, then you can go to hell. It's about love. It's about all the different ways that love can hurt you. Now, I think some would argue that it's a chick flick, I would probably argue the same thing, but please tell me, do you think that Fever Pitch is a good movie? Because it is, and it's also a chick flick. Matt Williamson now of Steelers Nation Radio and the Steelers Radio Network joins us on the Crowley Show. What's up, Williamson? How you doing, dude? I am delightful. Are you a Christmas movie guy?
3: Uh, Does Godfather 1 count? I think it does.
0: I have never in my entire life heard that that is a Christmas movie.
3: Well, there's Christmas music playing when Vito gets shot, and Michael's walking down the street buying Christmas presents, and so to me, that's number one on the list.
0: See, I thought you were going to say it's because of all the snow.
3: There's not much snow in Godfather. Are you kidding? That's a What's street it? name for Coke, man. There's not a lot have of, of Coke. The
2: there's
0: not a lot of Coke in the movie, Adam. What am I thinking of then? Scarface? Not... Scarface. Scarface. Oh, did I just do oh. that? That's a fine. That right there. That's a demerit. Yeah. That's the a demerit. Ever heard come out of your dumb. Oh my God! I've said a lot of stupid things, but that's pretty bad. Matt, we apologize for that. Sorry to have uh, you on and have him do man. that. That's
1: unacceptable.
0: Man, the joke was there, and I missed the joke. That is very unfortunate, Matt. Okay, then. Fine. Fine. Uh, we'll, we'll put we'll put Scarface aside. Oh, pardon me, The Godfather. We'll put that one aside. Okay. Let's go traditional Christmas movies. Die Hard? For the love of God, Matt, would See? you play along? <laughs> Die Hard's a great
3: movie, but it's not a Christmas movie.
0: It happens on Christmas. It's
3: big. God. I don't know. It's hard to pass on Ralphie. Ralphie's strong.
0: Never even heard of that crap.
3: What? Christmas story?
0: Oh, uh, I never saw a Christmas story. Never saw it.
3: It's going on TBS a hundred times. Is no, I know. I mean, it's
0: 24-7 on Thanksgiving. It's 24-7 probably on uh, tomorrow and on Christmas and on Christmas Eve. I have seen it. I'm not a huge fan of the Christmas story. Are you a Christmas vacation guy? Oh, yeah. Quality. A little overrated, though?
3: Yeah, because number one's better. Oh, I was... Dale and I were talking about this the other day. Is Trading Places a Christmas story? Christmas movie. Not for me. He dresses up like Santa. Steals a fish salmon.
0: Uh, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you.
3: Great movie.
0: Matt the Toolman Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show and doing a really bad job of playing. Uh-huh. Do we have to talk about football, I guess? Is the only thing you could talk about football, Williamson?
3: I can talk about Godfather. There's no blow in it.
0: Do you hate coming on with me because half the questions aren't about football?
3: Your Friday appearances are lackluster. Monday we get down to business.
0: Now, I know for a fact, and I've had you tell me this, when you've gone on with people who don't listen to your responses, or B, don't really talk all that much football. You tend to get irritated, right?
3: Depends. I mean, I, I know what you're all about, you know, so I, I don't expect any different from you.
0: Okay, very good. How do the Steelers go about losing this game on Monday, if they were to lose?
3: Ooh, it would have to be lose a turnover battle badly, which I'd be shocked if it happened. But the receivers are good. You know, I mean, we know Hopkins is great. Fuller is dangerous. I mean, he's very, very fast. We could see a first half of the Colts like defensive sieve and lose, ended up, you know, 24-21. I don't think that's going to happen, but I mean, that's the answer to your question. Hopkins nickels and dimes them to death all day long. Fuller gets behind them twice with a blown coverage or bite on a double move or Hayden doesn't look right, and then you score points.
0: Who's the worst team in football?
3: The Colts, and here's why. I've been loving the stat this week. They're thirty-first in points scored. They're thirty-first in points against. It's pretty bad.
0: Who's the next worst team in football?
3: Browns.
0: Okay. Who's yeah, the next worst football. team in football? Houston. Okay, that's where I was going. I I knew I they yeah. I knew they well, were there. Yeah, did you, now, did you just, did, is there another team ahead of Houston, but you knew where I was going, and you just decided I'm going to give you Houston? About
3: it, and I finally gave you what you wanted. Okay, good. There in the conversation.
0: Kind of like my wife. Uh, Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. Okay, so Houston's not good. Is there a possibility of an emotional letdown here from the Steelers? Because uh, I still have not gotten over the loss. None of my friends have gotten over the loss. My mom's out of the hospital now, but at least she's, well, uh, she still hasn't gotten over the loss, so is it fair to say that maybe the Steelers are still going to be living in the past a little bit?
3: You would think not, but I think it's possible. You know, you could go into that game going, boy, I wish I was at home. It's Christmas Day. I mean, I've been FaceTiming my kids all morning, and I should be home sitting around the tree instead of doing this dumb stuff against this crappy team. But if it goes that way, it that takes me back to the Colts game. You know, you come off the bye. Maybe the first half isn't pretty. And then you realize everyone in the world's watching. I mean, to me, that's a a feather in your cap, too, to avoid the letdowns. It's the only game on, and rarely do the Steelers in a prime time or featured game like that, quote, play down.
0: Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. What is the plan in your mind? Not saying what they will do, but what would your plan be without Antonio Brown? I'm probably going jumbo.
3: Um, I don't know. I mean, they're uh, in this, in actually the next two matchups, the run defense to Steelers base is a lot better than the pass defense. And uh, I hate to take NFL teams lightly, but I just mentioned two of the three worst teams in the league are on the schedule coming up here. I would hope that you could look at it not like the preseason, but like we want to get Bryant a lot of touches. We want to get Juju a lot of touches. We want to get Bell in, get him out. You know, have him holding his helmet in the fourth quarter in these games. I mean, the, the touches for him are adding up like crazy. So, it, optimal conditions, the best way to attack these teams is through the air. So, I would do that early, hopefully get a lead, and then sit on it and get some backups in.
0: What but it not always go that way. No, and that's exactly what I was about to say. I, I love Mike Tomlin. I'm a staunch Mike Tomlin defender but the one thing that irritated me more than anything last year was in the final game against Cleveland, and Tomlin had the offensive line, for the most part, playing in overtime against Cleveland I, in the last game of the season. I don't know how much he buys into the sitting players thing, especially when, look, home field advantage is still up for grabs, and the second seed, if you win out, you're going to get. Uh, the buy is certainly in the conversation, this, which brings me to this question, Matt.
3: Yeah, but I'm not saying sit these guys. I'm saying get a big lead and then have have Landry Jones take those final two drives or see what Ridley can do. You know, well, well,
0: even that is what I'm saying.
3: Uh, yeah, I, mean, I know, I know what you're saying too. It bothers me too, and coaches all across the, the the league do it. It makes no sense to
0: me. Yeah, well, I mean, Belichick gets praised for everything, and so and you know he's earned getting praised even when he might not deserve it. But that's one thing he doesn't do either. They were up 23-3 against Buffalo a couple of weeks ago, and there comes Brady taking snaps.
3: Every year they do, yeah. It's oh, it's,
0: it's incredibly stupid. Uh, although, you know, Brady's ligaments, they, they bend, but they don't break because of Mr. Guerrero.
3: Somebody was talking in the background. I don't know what you asked me there.
0: Oh, for the love of God. Matt <laughs> Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Matt, what chance would you give the Steelers, or pardon me, the Patriots of... Losing to Buffalo this week.
3: Uh, I think of the four remaining games on Pittsburgh and New England's schedule, the most losable is Buffalo. But to answer your question, I think Patriots 75% chance of winning.
0: So you say it's the most losable game. Of those four. Is that taking into account only the opponent, or is that taking into account who is playing said opponent?
3: What are you talking about? I mean, I'm talking about the Patriots. They have two games left. The Steelers a two games left. They're going to be favored in all four. No,
0: okay, I understand that. My question is, if Buffalo's playing Pittsburgh, what percent chance? And maybe I should just ask it that way. What percent chance would Buffalo have beating Pittsburgh? Well,
3: that's dumb. They're not playing Pittsburgh. We need oh, them.
1: To...
0: You know what? You know what, Williamson. <laughs> you know what, man? I don't need this from you anymore. Okay, I think we're done here.
3: Right. I mean, you. you well, you asked. Okay, let me take over here. You'd ask me, how can the Texans beat the Steelers? And their receivers could go bonkers. How can the Bills beat the Patriots? McCoy could go bonkers. Their run defense isn't all that good. That could happen.
0: That's true. And that would be the way to beat them. Let's kind of rewind before we fast forward, if you will, here now, Matt. And the Steelers gave up a, a, a bunch of yards and catches to Rob Gronkowski. Uh, particularly there at the end of the game, uh, they're going to get Joe Hayden back. We kind of touched on this on Monday a little bit. Keith Butler said on Thursday that you can't play the Patriots the same way both times you play them, or you're done. Kind of paraphrasing here, but that's basically what he said. But okay, what do you what do you do this next time around? Because I feel like you can cover everyone else on their roster. Rob Gronkowski, I feel like you got to let someone else beat you.
3: Yeah, and I have a couple thoughts. None of them are good. Um, You know, in the AFC Championship game, the Steelers played over 90% of zone. In this past game, they played over 70% of man. We saw the results were better. You know, I mean, I think man coverage has to be your staple. And, of course, mix things in. Don't get too predictable. (sighs) Assuming health, I do think that there's a luxury now that they didn't have on Sunday that they have four quality corners, and maybe that's anointing Sutton a little too early. But you do, and I don't think anyone on the roster matches up against Gronk. And honestly, I've said this you know for a while now. It's easier to find a matchup for Julio or Ab than it is for Gronk in this league. There just there isn't anyone, you know. So, but you could maybe put Burns on them. You know, I mean, you could try something out of the ordinary that way. Put a big corner on Gronk. Maybe. I mean, again, I'm reaching. Um, I've heard the idea of, what about T.J. Watt? You know, and, and originally I'm like, he's going to get eaten alive. And he probably would. But he's a former tight end, similar body type at least. Maybe he can jam Gronkowski at the, at the, uh, the line of scrimmage, run with him, with Sean Davis helping, with almost a pure double situation. Of course, you sacrifice something else. And he hasn't done that. I mean, he's dropped. I don't know if people know this, but Watt has dropped into coverage more than any edge defender in the league this year. But their zone drops. But if you put him against these crappy tight ends in Houston for five or ten snaps and say play man on him, and then you do try it against Najoku, then you try it against um, Mercedes Lewis or whoever you get, and he keeps passing the test maybe you mix that in for five to ten snaps in the AFC Championship game if you get there.
0: Matt, you were fine. I was terrible. Have a good holiday.
3: Yeah, Godfather. Go watch it.
0: Is that your nickname now? Godfather?
3: Doesn't Stan kind of have that one wrapped up?
0: Uh, I mean, how much does Stan still have left in the
3: tank? Yeah, I was with him today. He was looking rather ragged. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) No, man, all all these late-night (laughs) <laughs> games where he's doing post game that'll that'll wear on you
3: uh, I can get in line for the for the nickname it is the best movie ever made so uh,
0: I'm gonna fact I'm gonna fax stand right now and tell him that you said he's dying
3: send him smoke signals.
0: I will do that thank you Matt right, dear god sometimes we play with Matt and he deals with it other times he doesn't today he wanted to but I mixed up the Godfather with scarface Here's the latest tweet, at underscore Adam Crowley from Joe. Switch to FM after you said you're a big Christmas movie guy and never saw Christmas Story, then you think Godfather is Scarface.
1: Okay. It's
0: a Crowley show.